0: Seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm the host of Live Joy, Share Joy. Today, we are going to talk about hair, makeup, nails, and Jesus. Is it possible? Well, yes, it is. And to walk us through this amazing conversation that I know is about to be is Wendy Brown, the owner of the Professional Salon Academy. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well. It's actually kind of an interesting thing that you and I, we've known each other for a while, mm-hmm. but we actually ran into each other at the March for Jesus. Yes, we did. And, and you said, Hey, Deb, he recognized my voice from the Actually, show? my student was with me and, and, <laughs> and he had asked me for
1: so long, We want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. And we weren't sure that our schedules were going to work out. And so he really pushed to do it. And he was the one that said, I know that voice. I said, I love Yes, it. you do. And then I.
0: Yeah. I love it. Oh, That was just so amazing. And of course, we Meant had a great conversation. And then we said, Okay, you've got to come and talk to us about I love this hair, nails, Jesus makeup. Let's provide an opportunity for the audience to get to know you a little bit better. Because it's not like one day you walked in and said, Oh, I'm going to start training people how to cut hair and color hair. This has got to be an amazing journey. So where did this journey start for you?
1: Well, actually started back in the 80s. I went to cosmetology school in the early 80s and worked in a salon for 18 years. So of the 38 years that I was in the salon, I, I was behind the chair, just like um, the students that I trained, and um, managed for many of those years. And managing was kind of training, teaching all at the same time, and just had an opportunity to teach. And I thought, you know, I think that is where I'm being called to be and did that for the next 20 years. So was able to be in all aspects of the industry. So as we're teaching the students, it was something we had done. So we weren't teaching saying we've never been there, we've never done it. So I was almost two decades behind the chair and uh, then taught for the last 20.
0: What? prompted you to say okay I'm officially going to start teaching like there was there a moment was it a god thing I mean what it was did something just spark your interest well it was interesting how it happened because I was
1: working for another school as the director and God had changed and shifted and moved a lot of things in my life, and I didn't know why he was changing and shifting and moving. And then it became very clear to me that I was supposed to open a school. I never wanted to open a salon because it was too much work. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what is it? Tell God your plans and watch him laugh, right? Yes, that's right. Um, Yes. So he had uh, other plans, and he had the people in line, and so I... I pursued opening the school, and with that became so much more than I ever thought it could be. It started with, you know, I was the director, I was the owner, but you could make all the decisions, and you could choose what you wanted to do next and choose where you wanted their education to go, and that was so important. Because when you work for someone else, they make the decisions. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a wonderful change to be able to, Make the decisions where we knew the industry was going to be two years, five years, 10 years down the road, you know? So um, once we started the school and once I started with the industry, there was just no looking back. There was no going back. I knew I was where I was supposed to be without question.
0: So you mentioned about, you know, tell God your plans. Obviously, you knew the Lord at some point in this. Yes. Is knowing the Lord something that has been your entire life, or were you were you one of those that He had to work on a little bit?
1: You know, it's an interesting thing to think about because I've never remember a time in life that I didn't know the Lord. And from very little on, you know, my grandmother was a huge piece of my faith walk. Um, We went to church every Sunday. You know, you did the Sunday school. You did confirmation. all the things you were supposed to do. And then I hit my early 20s and thought I could walk without him for a while because, you know, we're strong that way. And uh, realized that I needed him in a big way. And so he more than once brought me back. And I've never, like I said, I've never not had him in my life. But there have been times where He's been, unfortunately, on a back burner for me, and I don't remember that it's been so long since that has been the case, but uh, we all have to go through that a little bit, and I think when we are absent of Christ, we realize how much we absolutely need him in our life every day yeah. for everything we do, every decision we make.
0: It's There's something in here about once we know the Lord, we don't want to be without him.
1: no. And
0: that's what I think is hard sometimes for people to understand that maybe don't know the Lord in that way is we're saying, why would I not want the Lord in my life? Exactly. Because how would we even function without it, right?
1: That has come up so often with just in conversation with friends and when they're going through tough times and it feels like life is falling apart. How do people make it through a day without Christ without that faith, without the dependence, I don't understand how people can make it through without it. Maybe in my 20s, I might have said, I'm good. Not yeah. anymore. No, yeah. it's been a long time since I've uh, thought I could get by without him.
0: Yeah, Amen. Amen. I mean, it's, yes. yes. So you are owning this salon. You've got this influx of people all the time. You've got people that you're training. You've got people coming in for services. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about this experience of people, like all kinds of people, every, right? I'm sure you have experienced it all. Well, and I think that's
1: why we were supposed to be there. And I think that was one of the biggest, saddest moments for all of us involved in this uh, business was the closing and the losing, in a sense, of the the customer base and the the people connection that we had built through the years. And a lot of people, I've had some people call me or text me afterwards and just say, I didn't realize that I was going to miss this so much and I was going to be so sad uh, because it was a service for the community, no question, Uh lower prices because of course the work was being done by students who were learning. So we had that influx of customers and our customer base was a very large customer base to keep all of the students busy every day. And then we have our student base. Students were brought to us from all over, from all over all walks of life. And I just, I could probably do a five hour show on the stories of of students. I always told them I was going to write a book and not use names, you know, and they always said, "Miss Wendy, you need to write a book because that year was so transitional for the students that came into the building, and it's hard to describe how because the my faith was there in fact instructional staff walk with Jesus as well. He put the most amazing instructional staff there and uh, the gals that we worked together for years and we all had a very strong faith. We all had a very uh, strong notion of where we wanted this work to go. And so together, that's what we did. It was a mission. It was literally a mission field for us. And as you and I talked that was the saddest thing for me was I knew that was our mission field and what our mission was. And then it wasn't. Yeah. And being able to reflect back on the years and the students and how we touched them and how many lives were changed. I have one gal that uh, I see here on the regular. She does, she comes into my new uh, place of work and when I saw her the first time, she is one story where I uh, walked into school as a proclaimed atheist, and when she graduated and I gave her a hug in her ear, I said, God is great. And she said, yes, he is. And I was like, if in all of my years that was all we accomplished, it would have been worth it. But it was that times, I can't even tell you how many. And so for me... A lot of people said, are you a Christian school? No, I can't really say that I'm a Christian school, but we're a school that runs and is run by believers. And our goal is to make believers out of those that aren't, right? Witness Mm -hmm. for everybody that we possibly could while we were there.
0: Mm -hmm. I Um. love that. We should let people know uh, if they aren't aware that the school had... Closed. Correct. And what was the date, official date of closing? Well,
1: (laughs) it was, we were done the end of May, and then we had a few students that had a few things they needed to do. So we kind of stretched into June a little bit. And I honestly, I couldn't tell you the exact last day. Um, You would think it would be bold in my mind, but it's really not. It was the beginning of June sometime. And because we had a full year. For the most part, to plan for the closing, I think we were able to wrap our heads and our hearts around it a little bit easier. It wasn't like somebody walked in one day and said, doors are done, closed, it's over. We had some time to really um, pray about it and uh, do one of the gifts. This is a really big gift. A lot of times when schools close, they're just done, like I just Mm -hmm. said we were able to the state worked with us everybody worked with us to be able to get all of our students to graduation oh fantastic so nobody was able to or had to not finish their education and i had two students that didn't finish but they they did it willingly um for medical reasons just couldn't be at school so they knew that they weren't going to finish but otherwise we got everybody to graduation and with that, even though it was sad, sad to close, there was a little piece of my heart that could have some peace about it because yeah. we were able to get everybody graduated.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. So, as you were talking about uh, the students coming in and this being this huge year of transition for you, what, um, like, I'm just thinking about how do you prepare for that? <laughs> You're like, I want to almost say like your mom all over again, but I probably thought it happened a
1: little bit. Exactly. I don't know that there was really a way to quote-unquote prepare for it because it was the end of so much. Uh, It was the end of the school. It was the end of education. It was the end of a career for me of 38 years, and I knew my body was not going to be able to take being behind the chair. Again, so as much as I could have gone out into the industry, I just knew I I couldn't. And so it was literally an end to so many things. It was an end to friendships. I mean, we're still all good friends, but we all work different places. And so we don't see each other like we did. Um, You know, you think about working with the same people for 40 hours a week, um, and then that's not going to be. and. Just the people that would stop in and say hi, or the students that would swing in and say hi, uh, there was a, it was an end to a lot of things. And I think what God did for us is he allowed us to understand how important what we did while we were there was, and that he's got another plan for us you know he Jeremiah I said he Jeremiah 29 to us all year long because we really had to be very um mindful of what was next for yes. all of us it was yeah. a huge transition for everybody and really scary i mean it was really scary you just get
0: we all get into that
1: comfortable place
0: yeah. yes we do mm-hmm. We're talking with Wendy Brown, the owner of Professional Salon Academy. When we come back, we're going to talk more about those plans that God has for her. And we're going to talk more about how God was using this salon as his mission field. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors, Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services. Without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services Inc., a registered investment advisor.
0: This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218-248-6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Realtors Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Team Ailsworth with Real Living First Realty are here for all your real estate needs in Bemidji and the surrounding communities. Whether you are looking to purchase a home or looking to sell, call the award-winning customer service team to help. Please contact Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Ailsworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Team Ailsworth with Real Living First Realty, where you are their priority. Welcome back. This is Deb McGregor. We're speaking with Wendy Brown, the owner of Professional Salon Academy. And of course, we were just uh, talking about God's plan for our lives, like Jeremiah. And, mm-hmm. you and I, we joke about the best laid plans, don't we, all the time? <laughs> all the time. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. You and I, as we were preparing for the show, we had talked about how the salon really became your mission field. Mm-hmm. And That Jesus, you truly were the eyes, the ears, the feet, the hands of Jesus working in there. Can you speak to that? Because I think it's so important for us to realize that no matter where we are, God will give us a mission field. It's about our obedience and our yes to him.
1: It absolutely is. Because as sad as I was for that to come to an end, I'm still waiting for him to show me fully my next mission field, right? He uh He puts students in the building at a time, we were just talking about this before the show, how that first year of college is transitional for students. Oh, my goodness. We can make our own decisions. We can do our own things. I don't have to answer to anybody. But it's also a tumultuous year. And we only got students for that one year or 10 months. So we had a lot of tumultuous years for students and a lot of, I like I said before, I could talk forever about the the student stories. But the one thing that we were very adamant about, um I did a lot of praying with students. And if students were open to it, they would just come in the office and we would pray. And for me, it was it was in the moment. It had to be in the moment because, you know, they would come in and they would be having a, a sad time about something, and I would just ask them, can we pray?" And sometimes they would say no, they weren't comfortable with it, but more often than not, they were comfortable with it. And for me, that was about letting God into their life and into their struggles and then being able to take that home and continue to pray for them. And we were counselors. We were parents on the go we were or parents away from home. We filled a lot of roles in that building, thus the mission field. And Sarah Young's um, book, uh, I love her (laughs) book, Jesus Calling. uh, We gave cases of those away through the years. And we had a few students that started a morning Bible study in one of the classrooms with that. And she had other things that she would bring in. And it was just to me, being able to be in the moment. When things were happening, and like I said before, sometimes people didn't know Jesus when they walked into that building. And that was really our ultimate goal, was even if they didn't have a personal relationship yet with him, the seed was planted. By the time they left, they heard us speak enough into the fact that God is great, God is good, you just need faith, we need to believe. Whatever we could say, it was just little snippets to let them know That there's more, Mm -hmm. so much more than what we've got here in this earthly life. And that the troubles, we need to push them to the side and let God in.
0: As you're talking about planting the seeds, I can't help but thinking about what I just harvested out of the garden this weekend. Right. And I was reflecting back on, was it really only in May when I planted these seeds and took care of it? I made sure that there was water. I made sure that the weeds were not there, right? Yes. And then now all of a sudden there's this bountiful harvest. We don't always know what the harvest is going to look like. No, we don't. God just calls us to plant the seeds and then Mm -mm. let the Holy Spirit the rest it doesn't mean we don't water it doesn't mean we don't take care or keep planting more seeds exactly but really the holy spirit just comes and that's where the movement happens right like it's like
1: plant that seed and like i said there were some people that were not open to it that were called were called to be witnesses at all times not just for those that are going to listen Mm-hmm. Because it might not be today, it might not be next year, it might be five years from now, where they say, gee, that kind of that instructor, that kind of crazy lady that kept always saying it's it's true, right? Uh and I and I think we all come to Jesus in a different way at at a different time in our life, and we never know. And one of the things I've I've said so many times, and people that know me personally will say, I fear knowing how many times I've missed the opportunity to witness to someone when I should have because we do miss opportunities all the time. You're walking away or driving away thinking, Shoulda woulda coulda, mm. and so we were able to take that into the workforce.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I don't think this was even just with the students; your clients that would come in. Yes, you knew when you yes. walked into your location, you just knew that Christ was there. Yes, there it was not even a question mark.
1: We hoped so, and the students were a big piece of that too because they just loved our clientele. Uh, from making sure that someone got a 90th birthday cake to making sure we had one gal um Hazel bless her heart and students if there's anybody listening you all if you're in school at the time she had never been on a motorcycle ride and one of the students organized one of her friends to come to the school and put Hazel at 85 years old i think it was on a motorcycle for the first time it made it in the paper and it was but it was just that blessing that they felt the need to bless someone in Tiny little ways that they will never know how much it meant to that person that someone listened or heard or followed up with. Oh, and I think that's I what this.: Yeah, just the learning that there's more, and it's not about us, and that was something we always talked to the students about, too. We are not in a serve us industry. We're in a service industry. It has nothing to do with us.
0: Yeah. Ever. Amen, amen. Mm-hmm. And the more that we get ourselves out of the way, the more God can do the work. You're right. Right? Like it just is. completely. You and I have talked about God using everything for his good. I know you and I both share a love of Romans 8, I always yes. love when we share these things and I say, oh, it's Romans 8, 28 moment. I love it. Uh, yes. can, is there a time that you just felt like, oh, there was this thing and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how this is going to go. And then all of a sudden, this amazingly good thing happened out of it. And you were like, oh yeah, there's Romans 8, 28. Oh, Probably a zillion, <laughs> right? We can't I even was name one. Where do
1: I start? Yeah, right? where do we, where do we start? start? It really is that I think, for the most part, it was every student that walked into the building. When I saw a transformation, or I saw a softening of of this edge that maybe was there, or it it's hard to describe, but that happened daily, literally daily in the in the business and. As far as life, Romans eight twenty eight, you can always, we never know what's around the corner. And about the time we think we know, of course, the corner turns or changes, right? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, and yet he'll use it for good. Always. Because our hearts he will, are with him. Always. This is the whole, yes. like I always try to tell people, when our hearts are with the Lord and we're with the Lord, he will use it for his good. He will. It's a matter of staying focused on that. And again, it's not in
1: our time. And I think that's what was so hard sometimes is... We had something that we visualized. We wanted this to happen, and we wanted to happen in this amount of time. It's not our time. And that was probably one of the hardest things for me, which, again, is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and I actually wear a bracelet daily, and the staff did too, for Galatians 5.22. And learning that fruit of the Spirit, one of the biggest of which is patience, you know, and that that kindness and goodness and self-control, Wait on the Lord and have that patience because he will show us in his time.
0: Mm-hmm. In
1: his time, not ours.
0: Yes. Amen. Oh, sing it, sister. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> exactly. I know there are people that are listening that probably don't own a salon Correct. or even a training academy, but they do have a business. And one of the things you and I talked about before going live is that everyone can have a mission field Correct. when we're obedient, when we're yes. listening. What are some things you would share with people who are Seeking to be more of a mission wherever they are at, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? What are the things you know that you just simply did that helped create that mission field for the Lord?
1: Take fear out of the equation is a big one for me. Uh, when I was behind the chair, you know the biggest thing they tell you in cosmetology school is don't talk politics, don't talk religion. Well, there became a time in my behind the chair that God put the right people in my chair and all we did was talk religion. We had great stories. And when I realized that it was okay to talk about God in my chair, then I realized it was okay to talk about God in my office and it was okay to talk. And that was one of the biggest things about owning my own business. I could talk about God anywhere I wanted to. I didn't have to listen to what someone else thought I should be doing. Right? So whether it's your business or whether it's not – Even small steps in the work that I do right now, just, you know, have a blessed day. Or uh, this morning a gal came in and she had tears in her eyes and I didn't know why and just really made eye contact with her and wanted her to know that it was okay. And to be able to pray with the people you work with or pray for the people you work with if you can't pray with them, right? Right. Yes, amen. we can always pray for people. You don't have to pray with me, but you
0: can't stop me from praying for you. You don't, and even you have don't to need to necessarily tell people you're no, exactly. praying for them. Sometimes they don't that's have to the know. bigger blessing. Is you're right; it is just not telling. Just I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know. Sometimes it's there are certain people that just like to hear that, right? And sometimes right. there are people. Like, yeah, maybe I just don't need to let them know, <laughs> right? Exactly. And I think again, going
1: back to the fruit of the spirit, if we live that. And we live in that and through that every day that we are going to be kind. We are going to be gentle-spirited. We're not going to get angry with our coworkers. We're not going to get crabby with our customers. Whatever the case may be, we want to live through like Christ would. And we can do that anywhere. It doesn't matter what you do for a job. It doesn't matter where your life takes you. It doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom or if you're Working at Walmart, it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, you can live into that. And it changes you more than it changes them.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's that I am I may be doing something that feels like a blessing there, but it comes back, you know, tenfold. tenfold right? It just all does the time. all yes, it the does. time. And and that's how God works. Right. And obedience, being obedient to that is so important. Yes, it is. And I think
1: Some people fear that being a Christian means you have to memorize the Bible and you have to be able to quote scripture. And granted, we live by some scriptures and we have to have some that are near and dear to our heart, but there's a lot more to being a Christian than there is. Then it's as normal as it can be as if you have, if you're comfortable with it, right? And if you have Christ in your heart, it's easy. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It's not a chore. So I think I would just really encourage people to find Christ wherever they are and witness, witness. Don't be afraid to witness.
0: Absolutely, Wendy Brown, you are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Today Thank you to join for inviting us. me. This has oh, been amazing. I mean, Thank you. Who knew that hair, nails, makeup, and Jesus and joy could <laughs> be so amazing together? together yes, right? Yes, like, we're like they are meeting that field. together. You're right. Whew. Hallelujah! I love it.
1: Thank you, Michael, for pushing.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, Our dear friend from the March for Jesus that that we both were there with. Yes. Um, So thank you, Wendy, for coming in. Thank you. We want to thank you, all the listeners, for choosing to listen to Live Joy, Share Joy. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering the program today. And of course, we want to remind you to live joy and share joy. Have a great day, everybody.